Hello there, Normanites. I'm Zach Logsdon, and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about Norman, Oklahoma. As I record these words, we are in the midst of an international pandemic. Schools and businesses are closed, gatherings of more than a few people are restricted, and we're under a stay-at-home order, all aimed at curbing the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Inevitably, during times like this, many of us, including myself, feel helpless. Healthcare workers and law enforcement are on the front lines keeping us safe, and many people are risking their health by continuing to ensure that we have access to the essentials like food, gas, and medicine, while many of us sit at home wishing there were something we could do to help. Some people are sewing masks from their homes, some businesses have converted to manufacturing medical supplies or hand sanitizer. But me? Well, I work in marketing. I can create marketing campaigns, design logos or websites, I can produce videos. But in situations like this, I feel pretty helpless. So, I decided to start a podcast about our community and the people in it. This podcast is about them, their stories, their challenges, and what they're going through during this time. My hope is that while we're all social distancing and feeling so far apart, this podcast might help everyone feel a little bit more united and understand that we're not alone and we'll get through this together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am Norman. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Very excited about my guest today, Andy Shearer. Uh, many of you know that name. Many of you know Andy uh, because of his involvement in the community for many, many years. Uh, Andy, for those that don't know, is a Central Oklahoma Region President and Chief Banking Officer at Armstrong Bank, formerly Republic Bank. Uh, and uh, Andy, very, very happy to have you on the show today. Yeah, glad to be here, Zach. Thanks for hosting me. And that's quite a mouthful that that introduction. So I apologize. We'll we'll yes. find a shorter title soon yes. enough. Yes, so sir. Appreciate that. Andy, first things first. <laughs> uh, I uh, I am aware that today is a special day. Uh, it is your birthday. Is that correct? It is my birthday. Yeah, you know, I always say that you're only 29 once. So <laughs> there, there you go. It is my it is my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, and thank you for spending time with us on your birthday. Tell us how how does one celebrate their birthday uh, during a pandemic? You got anything exciting planned? <laughs> well, you know, as a pandemic and you're a banker, then uh, then you're in the middle of the process of trying <laughs> to find some payroll protection loans and help out small businesses. So it's a, it's a good day at Armstrong Bank and, and getting the opportunity to work with a lot of great colleagues and, and, and business owners here in Norman and throughout the Oklahoma City and Cleveland County area. So that's, that's how I spend my birthday in, in <laughs> pandemic time. But, uh, you know, I hope to, hope to have some family time tonight and looking forward to that. So uh, beyond it being your birthday today, start by telling us a bit about yourself, your history with the city of Norman, uh, talk about your family, and really you know, why um, uh, you, you have chosen Norman to be the, the spot where, where you, you know, plant your roots, raise your kids, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's a great question, Zach. Thank you. I think you, you start with my family, and that's a huge part of who I am and what I'm about, and um, I uh, am married to a, to a wonderful lady named Megan. Many of you may know Megan Shearer. She's been active in the community for a long time. And both Megan and I actually grew up in Norman and then moved away for college, lived a little bit away from uh, in Arkansas and other parts of Oklahoma and decided, you know what, we want to raise our kids. Let's move back to Norman. And so we're blessed with two wonderful children. I have a 15-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. 
Um, and they, they attend Norman Public Schools and, and do really, really wonderful things at both Whittier Middle School and at Norman North High School. And so it's really, I think, you know, one thing I love about Norman is just this place that you can raise a, raise a wonderful family, have access to so many different things, have the chance to be near a world-class university and, uh, and still be able to, to know your neighbor and know them well. And I think that's an important part of, of one of the reasons that we've chosen, Megan and I, to live in Norman for as long as we have. And uh, it's, been, it's been a great place. We've lived here now for the last uh, 20 years. So you're quite involved in the community, uh, far beyond just your role at Armstrong Bank. Talk about that involvement, the boards, the councils, uh, the other groups you're a part of or, or have been a part of that serve the community. Yeah, I'm glad you connected that to Armstrong Bank because I think one of the things that, that we strive for, both the Republic Bank and Armstrong Bank, is to be really active in the community. And so not only is it a personal passion of mine, I think it's a corporate passion, but uh, I've had the honor of serving in a variety of places. I've, I've certainly been a part of the Chamber of Commerce for, for many years, served as the chairman of six or seven years ago, um, have been a part of More Norman Technology Center and the school board there and seen the great work that that particular school does. Um, and some people don't know this too, but I've also had the chance to serve on you know nonprofit boards like Thunderbird Clubhouse that does amazing work to help um, those that um, have mental have been diagnosed with a mental health condition or mental illness. And so they that that particular organization is especially rewarding for me. And I think you know, a variety of other things like United Way and oh, just if you go throughout the list of, of wonderful organizations within Norman, I've, I've tried to tried to be a part of them in some way and, and had the joy of, of, of supporting many many of those organizations. Well, now, Republic Bank has been an, an institution in, in the Norman community for many years. Everybody uh, around here, even if they don't bank there, has, has heard of Republic. Uh, but recently, uh, you went through a merger, and Republic is now Armstrong Bank, uh, which was, a, as I understand it, a merger with with you know the sister company of, the, the, of Armstrong. What was the, behind the decision to to fully merge and change the name, and, and what are the benefits to the customers that they'll start? seeing over time yeah it's a great great two-part question there zach i think uh you know i think armstrong bank and republic bank have kind of been knitted together for for a long long time in fact uh, really for over 30 years and um, the principal shareholders um you know, sinclair armstrong dr armstrong and and chuck thompson make you know chuck we're here within the community amongst others have been um, have been a big part of both of those organizations and for the last oh i guess 2006 the two two banks actually were uh, merged into a hold under a holding company, and that uh, provided opportunity for us to work even more closely together. And so, um, ownership has been the same since 2006. So there's not a change in ownership, not a change in leadership. The same people that um, led Republic Bank are still a big part of that effort in Norman, Oklahoma City, and Noble, in the areas where Republic Bank was located. And so, that all continues. We think it's going to provide us some opportunities to really enhance technology, and, and just like so many different industries, banking is no different. We want to be able to offer the best technology we possibly can, but then still have that personalized service and connection to an individual banker. And so that's probably the core of one of the things that we really wanted to focus on. It also gives us the chance just to have a little bit larger geographic footprint. Um, you know, it's amazing since we once we added the made the name change to Armstrong Bank. How many people were familiar with Armstrong Bank as a, as a stalwart in the communities in, in eastern Oklahoma and in northwest Arkansas? And that's been something that has really been rewarding to me. I didn't realize the connection there between those parts of the, the parts of our state and, and Norman in particular. So I think it's going to give us an opportunity to really serve more people, which is very, very exciting as well. Uh, a merger, a name change, uh, et cetera, for, for, for any company, but especially for a bank your size is no easy task. Talk about some of the challenges that come along with that from, purely from an operational standpoint. 
yeah, you always want to do, Zach, you always want to do a, a merger with your sister bank at the same time as a pandemic and, <laughs> and maybe a potential economic recession. So yeah. uh, certainly, certainly uh, Murphy's Law and the timing of here maybe wasn't ideal, but uh, but, but I think it, it certainly it does take an extra level and an extra level of touch. Every single day, we're working very hard to make sure that uh, people feel very comfortable, uh, not only with the name change, but if they've had any changes at all as it relates to maybe accessing online banking, those kinds of things. We're really working to make sure that's as seamless as possible. We want it to be as seamless as possible. And uh, and if for some reason anybody has had any challenges or anything like that, we certainly want to respond to those quickly. And, and that's important to, to reach out to any of us. And certainly they can you can reach out to me as well to help and assist in any of those things, because I think once we get in place, it allows us to enhance that technology to move forward to provide some things that we maybe weren't able to do in the past. So, you know, I'm sure you 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 send out the communication. Um, I I I am a uh, Armstrong customer, so I received you know all, all the communication about the merger and the name change, uh, and uh, and and I had my own questions. You guys have hundreds of customers that that have those questions, so I'm sure you're being contacted quite a bit during during this. And then, as you mentioned, uh, a. a you know, a global pandemic uh, breaks out and businesses shut down, uh, stay-at-home orders are in place, um, and people are in, suddenly in need of, of funding and the SBA comes out with all this. So, so you're, uh, a busy time automatically becomes probably 10 times busier. Um, talk about that a little bit and, and how much, how difficult it was to obviously, obviously, if you, if you could time it uh, a little better, you wouldn't have, uh, have chosen this time to do it. But uh, how much more difficult was it made uh, dealing with the pandemic in addition to the name change and merger and all of those things? It's. I think. I think it's probably just added to the complexity a little bit um, for us. I don't know that. Um, that it's, um, you know, I think anytime you're dealing with a pandemic, and that would be for any financial institution, though these are challenging times um, because you want to provide the resources and the, uh, the funds that will help businesses and um, pay their employees, help employees have the resources to, to feed their families. Um, and, and those are very, that's, that's at the core of why I'm a community banker and why you know, Armstrong bankers believe in that philosophy is because we, 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 we care. And we want to make sure we're supporting um, our fellow community members mm-hmm. in, in the ways that the best, best help them. And so I think the, the pandemic has, has kind of stretched a lot of people in a lot of ways. And I think that's just kind of maybe the way that it's touching Armstrong Bank is because we did add that extra element of Republic Bank, Armstrong Bank joined together. But in many ways, it's allowed us to have multiple conversations at the same time with our clients. Maybe one's about the pandemic, one's about a merger, and that's okay. We want to work through those um, specifically and individually, but also collectively to help make that as easy a transition in all accounts for, for our customers. Um, I think you know the, the transition that to some of the, the stuff that's come out from the Small Business Administration and, and I think there's a lot of complexity to the programs that are out there, but the one that seems to be getting the most discussion in the media is the payroll protection program, the PPP program. And so Armstrong Bank has been an active participant in that. Um, I think we've already actually um, have SBA, secured SBA funding of over 1,100 loans. Wow. Um, so significant amount of, of energy and time and resource to provide resources to so many businesses that um, that hopefully can help their employees. I mean, that that's the number one goal of all this, and and that's 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 very fulfilling as a banker to be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm helping businesses. So, talk about the operational side of of running a bank right now, because you know we're we're being asked to stay at home. We're we're being asked to uh, you know not interact with the people at the same time. You're being asked 
to process 1100 SBA loans. Uh, how, how have you guys been able to do that? Um, have you have you been able to you know have a lot of your employees working from home, or is it a situation where you're you're one of those essential your your employees or those essential workers that need to be in the office uh, day in and day out? You know, we we are we are by the both the mayor and the governor's proclamation. We are essential workers. Bankers are essential workers, and so and I think that's important to note that. And, and I always want to say thank you to my to, to all the bankers that work both for us and, and also other financial institutions. Because I think that uh, they are they are having to put themselves in a place to help make sure the economy and the resources are out there for uh, for for businesses and individuals to keep keep operating as best as we possibly can in this in this time. Um, but I think one of the things we've done at the bank is we've tried to, in many cases, um, you know, create socially certainly social distancing as much as we possibly can, and uh, to provide opportunities for our bankers um, on a on an as appropriate basis. To um, schedule accordingly, so that we don't have you know, everybody in the, in the same place at the same time. So this is an inexact science. I think almost every business would say that um, that that's, that's out there that's working right now. But we've tried our best to make sure that we're following in all ways the precautions. Certainly providing gloves and and other um, materials to make sure that we're, our bankers are properly protected. And, and frankly, um, we've also um, you know, just just to try to get people as safe as they possibly can be. One of the things that was really challenging um, part of our decision making, this is early on, but almost a full month ago now, but we made the decision to close our lobbies. And that's very hard when you're a community bank and a lot of what you do is you create a very personal touch and care for your clients. And so that creates by its very nature a barrier. And I think that's challenging for, for many of us. Um, and not only just from a business perspective, but even at home. I know that that, that barrier from our family and friends is is, is hard. And when you're a bank that's kind of guided and, and believes in very much the personal connection we have with our customers, it's much challenging to have to close our lobbies. And we think it was the appropriate thing to do. We think it was the right step to do. But um, those are challenges that I think we're all facing right now is making those decisions that aren't what we want, but what we think is best. Well, I know a lot of small businesses are very thankful for, for the um – for everything that you you and all other banks are doing right now to to help um, you know help us help us stay afloat uh, on the on the topic of small businesses um, let's talk about that a little bit and the importance of small businesses to a community like Norman uh, both from an economic standpoint and and a cultural one so the question to you how how important are these businesses uh, to to our community. Wow, I mean, I think that's probably as as much as anything that I think you could ever have. Small businesses are, to me, the lifeblood of what makes a community economy go. Um, so they're vital. Um, they're absolutely vital. And um, certainly, I think all businesses, um, if you look at them, businesses from the perspective as an employer, then not only are they providing resources through the the goods and the services that that business provides, but also they're providing the resources for their individual employees. So that they can support their families and, and make really make the economy go and, and make our community go. So I don't I think small businesses are, are vital to anything we want to do and, and have within our community. And, and I know this is a tough time for a lot of the smaller smaller businesses because you know it's just the reality is you're you're not able to even if you are open and you have some level of business you've been affected mm-hmm. by the by the coronavirus. And so um, I know of no business that hasn't been. And so that's it's it's a really tough time and. and my heart goes out to all businesses that are trying to struggle during this time and, um, and trying to stay open, trying to pay their employees, and uh, trying to do the best they can. Because when, when we get past this, I think we're all going to need to make sure that we focus on how do we support our, our local small businesses in a way that can best make them strong 
and, 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 and a place where they can succeed for the rest of 2020. You know, the SBA has come up with a number of programs. Uh, you mentioned the, the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, uh, that a, a number of people, uh, I'm sure, have applied for. Uh, are, are there other programs the SBA has released uh, that, that, are, that are helpful to the small business owners? Yeah, good question. Um, actually, the original program that was released was put into place when the president declared a, a state of emergency related to the COVID-19. And that's the emergency disaster loan program that is, has been available in other past disasters, but was implemented and, and created um, for the, by the Small Business Administration. So the SBA opened that up. And, and so businesses have the, have the ability to apply for that loan. It's a low-interest loan. It is, it is a loan. It's not a grant. It's not a forgiveness of any kind, but it is a loan at a low interest rate that can provide some very much-needed resources uh, to, to kind of bridge the gap for when a business maybe is able to operate 100% functionality. It's a very good program, and it's funded through the Small Business Administration. It's not through banks. Um, it's through the SBA. In fact, if you want access, you can go to sba.gov and learn more about that, um, and that's a fantastic program. The one caveat on that is that if you are participating in the payroll protection loan program that I mentioned earlier, um, that is separate and it is a different program. And so you don't get the opportunity to participate fully in both of those two programs. And so the, the PPP program, as it's called, is functioned. It does work through banks um, or, or most banks, many banks. Uh, Armstrong Bank is participating. Other banks are participating. Not all banks are participating. So if your bank is not, certainly you can reach out to us and we're happy to talk to you a little bit more about that. Um, but it's, it's a program that's also in conjunction with the SBA, but is actually funded through a local bank um, like Armstrong Bank. Gotcha. So uh, my, my next question is, is this, is, are, are you pleased with what the federal government is doing to help out? Do you, do you think that, uh, that these programs are enough uh, to, to help us weather this storm? Well, that's that's the you know that last part of that. I'm, I'm not sure anybody can does the answer whether it's enough, and I think that's based on a lot of the timeline of what we're looking at. I mean, I think we're all hopeful that we can get back to a sense of normalcy fairly soon, um, but obviously, if things drag on or if it, there's a relapse or something like that, then um, it's hard to determine whether or not what's been done so far is is enough. I do think that um, inevitably, when you have congressional action in a very short period of time. And, and I do applaud Congress for the fact that they were able to turn around the CARES Act in, in you know, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing, but you're, you're producing a document that's 800, you know, a huge number of pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be able to, to get through that information and actually implement it is very, very hard. And so I think um, there are gonna be places where it's not perfect. But I, I think overall, the more money and more resources we can get into the hands of small business owners and individuals through the stimulus program, and, and frankly, some of our healthcare workers, uh, municipalities, county governments, other places like that, I think that's going to lead to a much stronger return, and, and we'll have people working as far from, from as deep a hole as maybe they could be if they didn't have, didn't have the resources that are part of the $2 trillion CARES Act. So I just read today that the, the initial uh, fund or the, the amount of money set aside for these SBA programs has run out. Uh, what are you hearing or reading about uh, additional funds that may, may come available? Yeah, I think it's a good. It's a good. And you're, you made a good point. The 349 billion dollars that was allocated uh, for the PPP um, efforts through the, with the SBA and banks did did wrap up or was allocated uh, this morning, um, about middle middle of the morning. 
And so there are people that have received SBA approval that haven't necessarily gotten their funds yet. And so those funds have been earmarked. So don't, if you've received that from your bank, then don't be worried. Those funds are available in most cases. And certainly with Armstrong Bank, that would be how we would approach that. But I would say you can contact your bank. But Paul, you're fine in many cases. However, there are situations where the funds ran out and people did not were not able to get the SBA approval that was a part of the PPP efforts. And so my hope is, and, and I know that there's been a lot of work. We've talked to most of our congressional and Senate delegation, their offices over the last week and a half. And I think there's a strong push to, to replenish that fund and to open up more dollars for others to be a part of the program. I don't think that's necessarily out of the question. In fact, I think it's probably more likely, but there's certainly some politics in Washington that are being worked on right now to determine what that looks like and how many dollars and what are the provisions within inside of that if there is a second round of programs. So I'm hopeful. I think uh, I think it's probably the right thing to do for to make sure that we cover our small businesses that are still in need. Um, but I still think that's yet to be determined of when that will be in effect and when it will be in place. I know that that you serve uh, your your customers uh, uh, far beyond just you know uh, banking capacity. You're you're a consultant of sorts, and you and you you like to help uh, small businesses make make the right decisions for their companies. What advice, um, it, it, you know, so putting on your consultant hat for a second, what advice can you offer our listeners about steps? They may be able to take outside of you know SBA loans and, and programs uh, that they can take to, to help them navigate this difficult time. It's a great question too. I think um, you know, and I'm, some of my answer will certainly be from a banker perspective because that's that's certainly what I know know the most. But I think the the number one thing I would probably encourage people to do is just stay very much attuned to what's going on. Things are moving very fast right now. And if you're a business owner and uh, the access and the information that's out there is, um, is, is moving, it's a moving target. I would say being connected to maybe a local chamber of commerce, um, a group like Norman Chamber of Commerce, I believe, Zach, you had Zach, uh, had Scott Martin yep. on a couple of days ago um, through this. And I think that the connection to someone like that is fantastic because I think the resources that become available, they'll have access to information about them at a really, really rapid level. Uh, from a banking perspective, I think having a connection with a local banker at this time is really, really important because most of the information that we're hearing um, as it relates to capital or funding or ability to offer loans, whether that be the emergency loan or the PPP or, or other loans that um, are being contemplated right now, uh, that we have some government backing, we're going to be the very first to know those. And so I think having a connection with a banker is very, very important. Um, I think um, I think also understanding the dynamics of some of the labor options that are out there. So working with them. Um, with people that, that can support you and provide HR resource help and labor resource help, depending upon the size of business, is, is very, very important because that also is a moving target. And what, what you have to offer, what you can offer for your employees, um, that's that's an ever-changing item right now um, due to this coronavirus. So I think I think just continually being connected and having access to people that um, have have, um, have maybe an inside information would be would be very important. That'd probably be the number one piece of advice I would give to uh, to small businesses. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, switching gears a little bit, we've talked a lot about business stuff and, and finance, but uh, the, you know, switching gears to, to the personal stuff a little bit. You know, we take things for granted. Um, I, I, I love this question because I love the answers that I get. Everybody um, is able to identify some things that, that maybe they never thought that they would miss, and and now certainly uh, now that they've been taken away, are missing them quite a bit. When all this is said and done and, and things do get back to normal, because we know that day is coming, we just don't know when, what is something that you will never take for granted again? 
Wow, there's, there's probably a lot of things I wouldn't take for granted. <laughs> I, I think the opportunity. I think, yeah, I think I think the opportunity probably to um, join my family and some of my close friends for just a good, you know, ice cream cone inside a restaurant mm-hmm. or or a good coffee with a dear friend. Probably, um, I think I took that for granted that that meant a lot to me. That eye contact, the chance to be close to someone, and just share kind of um, body language and understand kind of maybe what what's what's going on in their lives. Is probably the thing that I don't know that I realized I, I needed as much as I do. I think, I think over the course of probably some years, we've used virtual and technologies allowed us to separate more easily, and I'm very thankful for that during some of this, this pandemic time. But I still miss those opportunities just to sit and, and maybe it's a, you know, it's a, it's it's just a good, good opportunity to sit with my mom and dad, and talk to them a little bit occasionally. Um, those times that you just you just forget and miss those times that. Uh, it's okay to talk on the phone, but when you actually see someone in person, it's just extra special. Absolutely. Well, that feeds in into my next question. When when this is uh, over and you can go to your favorite spot in Norman for for a, a drink or a meal um, and actually sit across from people and within six feet of people and not and not have to worry about contracting a virus, <laughs> right. where where will be the first place you go and what will be the what what, what do you get there? Well, that's a tough question. I think, you know, I think it's also maybe, you know, it depends on who I'm meeting with or the time, but I think, uh, this is, uh, and I, and I enjoy so many of the wonderful restaurants and, and establishments within Norman. It's, it's hard to choose just one for me. Um, a lot of people know this. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, odd and crazy in a lot of different ways, but one of the places I have a, have, have a, a weird love and appreciation for, and it's probably because I started going there often when I was even in high school and, and very young. I love the Greek house. Mm. And uh, and for whatever reason, I probably so that's an unusual place. I think that a lot of people don't think of, but it's a place that's kind of a Norman icon, and and I haven't had a good Euro in quite a while, so yeah. I think I probably need to go and uh, yeah, I think Greek Greek House would be one of my first stops. Um, and it's just kind of a it's to me it's laid back and easy going, and and I the people there are great, and it just kind of it's to me it it screams Norman in a lot of ways. Well, I'll tell you what, that when this is over and we can go to the Greek House, I will meet you there anytime because I love that spot as well. Um, so a couple last questions and then I'll let you go. Is there any one individual or, or, or group of people, uh, that you'd like to give a shout out to right now for going above and beyond during this challenging time? Yeah, he wouldn't, you want to give a shout out. I, I think um, I'll be personal, um, specifically probably with three, three groups. The first one, I'd really like to say very, very much a special thank you to Armstrong Bankers and the extra energy and time that they're giving to to support businesses, to support individuals through this PPP program. Um, they did, they're doing this, as you mentioned earlier, Zach, during the time of a merger with our sister bank, which we think is going to be really, really great, provide wonderful services for our community. But um, that's an extra that's an extra level of pressure, and they've just been pr- tremendous. So that'd be number one. Number two, um, because of the nature of the fact that. I think uh, you know, I think the last two weeks I've, I've probably put in over 90 hours at the bank just trying to help and support small businesses. Um, I still have two kids and a wife at home, and, and so I'd, I'd absolutely want to say thank you to Megan and to my kids uh, for all the work they're doing um, to kind of keep everything rolling. And when they're doing that, they're just like everybody else, very isolated, and I know that's challenging because that, that has its own level of anxiety that this created for each of them. Um, and then the third thing I think I'd just say, I'd just say thank you to the Norman community um, and to business owners within this community because – um, I, I have the opportunity, um, especially as Armstrong Bank and the communities we serve, and I think Norman has taken the approach, a very proactive approach to to sacrificing maybe a few dollars to make sure that we take care of the community good and take care of each other. 
And I think that's a real, that's the community I love. It's a community I care for. It's a community I think that looks at each other and says, you know what, you're important to me. And if I have to sacrifice closing my doors a little bit, as much as as painful as that is, I'm willing to make that sacrifice so that we can all be healthy and, and do better in the long term. And I think um, I think I say thank you to our communities for for taking that approach. And I think it's also the same community that will rebound and and we'll we'll go have an extra euro and we'll spend an extra dollar on coffee or whatever yeah. it is yeah. when that time comes. But uh, but in the interim, I'd, I'd like to say thank you to those fellow community members. Great stuff. So thank you, thank you so much for for saying that and for for being on the podcast today. Finally, sh- share with everyone how they might be able to get in contact with you. Um, I don't know if you're on Twitter and wanted to share that, but at least a uh, uh, phone number or email address if they if they need assistance and would like to reach out to you or your team there at Armstrong Bank. Yeah, absolutely. I am on Twitter and certainly you can just look for Andy Shear. Um, I think uh, my handle there is S-A-M-I-N-A-D-E-O, S-A-M-I-N-A-D-E-O. And I've been doing search Andy Shear, and I'm on Twitter. Would love to hear from people through that channel. Um, also, of course, you can always reach me via email. My email address is a shear a s h e r r e r a shear at armstrongbank.com. I'd love to hear from you in that way. And uh, of course, you can always reach me directly at Armstrong Bank as well, and, and welcome those phone calls, welcome those opportunities to help serve in whatever way I can, either on the banking side of things or community, or just just to have a good conversation about how we can work together during this tough time. So look forward to all those kinds of conversations. Thanks so much, Andy. And thank you, Normanites, for listening uh, to another episode. If you if you do need anything from a banking standpoint, uh, there, there are none better than Andy and the team at Armstrong, so please reach out to them. Uh, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, Share us on social media, and finally, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so at the at I am Norman Pod. Thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned for many more episodes to come. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground. The I am Norman podcast is brought to you by the Hall at the Railhouse. Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose the Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-00. Zero three. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com.